Yeah. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Talk of the Now podcast. I'm your host, Gene, and my co-host today is Jason, as often usual. Jason, what's happening? Oh, nothing going on in my life at all. No, nothing, nothing at, all. at all, huh? <laughs> well, you know, Jason, we haven't actually had a catch-up episode in a while because we're doing our Star Wars discussion for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, you've had a few things, and for people that don't know us, I haven't been around Jason much either because he was getting ready for what we like to call in our country a wedding. <laughs> and Jason, you're married now, aren't you? I am. I am tranquilized and tagged. Sorry, ladies. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, hey, well, you know what? Before we go into it, though, and get a little bit more detail, as much as you want to give for the uh, public. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to tell us anything. The um, quick thing that you would probably like to hear is, okay, so I'm part of a, these people are going to appreciate this. There's about five people. Okay, there's a local radio show that's on Atlanta on WSB, and they have a chat, like a it's its own video chat, and it's their own website. It's from their website. They have a little chat thing where you go okay. on there and you know people can sign up, use usernames right. or whatever, and you can start chatting on it. And so I was like man, I don't know, probably a year ago at least, mm -hmm. I started um, just, I made a username and just started chatting kind of anonymously or whatever. And right. lo and behold, this is like <laughs> maybe four or five other people chatted in it total at all. <laughs> and it was on a show called the Von Hester, Von Hessler Doctrine. And so these people, after a while, you see, oh, it's the same three or four people that, and so after a while, you just start talking and you start talking about, you know, me making my lame jokes about whatever. <laughs> uh, so you get to kind of know them or whatever. And so right, right. at one point, maybe about two months ago or so, I was kind of like, eh, you know, because you kind of get to know them. Hey, just if anybody's interested, I have a podcast. I do a podcast. And so some of them are like, whoa, you've been holding out on us. Okay, you do a podcast. And so I was like, <laughs> yeah, I do a podcast. And so I gave them the link. And Jason, I must say, all of them were pretty impressed with our podcast. Oh, that's awesome. They Good. they really, um, I'll give them a shout out because they'll appreciate this. Now, one of them, his name, is, he goes by the name Stefan. I'm not sure if he liked it. He seemed to, I'm not sure. He said that the format, he doesn't understand what's a chatting thing, which is interesting because he does a chatty thing um for one of his shows he does right right <laughs> but uh he he's a funny guy um so stefan's one guy there's a lady that goes by the name no lady as in the uh, florida uh seminoles seminoles yeah. yeah and she is on there and another lady her name is oh gosh just leaving me another guy named jack he's always coming on there and saying you know hello or what you know or whatever and right the other lady, she is probably going to be extremely upset if I cannot remember her name because I'm on the spot now and I'm trying to see. I, long story short, okay, this was when the and I know I'm going off on a tangent here. The Von Hessler Doctrine used to be on in the mornings, yeah, and it stopped being on in the mornings, and they changed it to the evenings from four to seven, and so when they did that. It kind of, I think people weren't really going to listen to the new show as much or at all, which is basically the Mark Aram show. For those in Atlanta, you may or may not know who Mark Aram is. 
And he basically was, I guess, I guess not basically, but he kind of, they, they didn't like his show as much. So they don't listen as much. So I don't chat with them hardly anymore at all, really, except for here and there and a few other places right. on that. So basically you have that kind of in the background and basically I'm stalling because I'm trying to find this lady because she will appreciate the <laughs> shout out here. And while I'm doing that, yeah. Tell the people, tell the kind folks where you went for your honeymoon, by the way. When you got married. Well, first we got married here in, in Georgia, just near, uh, near Winder, uh, in Auburn, Georgia. So, um, yeah, went to a place, uh, called the Carl house. I'll give them a shout out. It was a great venue. Um, you know, I had a great deal. And actually, uh, the guy we're talking to here, Mr. Gene, I was uh, in attendance. did the video videography for him. Yes. He was in attendance with his wife and, uh, he actually videoed, uh, various parts of the event for me. And I'm very appreciative and, you know, you know, well, you don't, don't think we're not going to do something for you. Um, I don't care what you say. Oh, no, um, no, no. And I did touch anyway. <laughs> um, and then we uh, actually we went to a hotel by the airport, so we'd be closer to the airport. Ah. Um, we had our, our another good friend of mine, Monty, as our uh, chauffeur to leave the event and then come back to the event later, so we could change and and uh, actually leave. And then um, we took us to the townhome, which is now our townhome. And uh, I had to struggle to make sure that my wife. Um, didn't rethink her bag packing or any of that mess. So she just fed her cats and we got in the car and drove down the airport and left the next day for the sunny country of Iceland. Um, yeah, we were in uh, a very Nordic setting. Uh, that's the best way to describe it. And otherworldly setting, honestly, it's just God showing off is what I call it. Mm. Um, because we get off the airplane and the airport is far from Reykjavik, the the uh, capital and uh we got off the airplane and we had scheduled the blue lagoon anybody looks up iceland look at the blue lagoon it's like a mineral silica warm hot springs kind of thing it's huge so we had scheduled time it wasn't till one o'clock and we you know we're off of the airplane at like 9 30 or 10 and we we're jet lagged and so we're driving through what is basically lava fields um and so it's disorienting as it is when you got jet lag and uh, this peninsula is actually where there's a volcano erupting right now. Um, Can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. Sorry. I wanted to give What's a shout out to, Ter to Terry Berry. I found, I, Terry sorry, Berry. Terry, I right. totally, it totally left my mind, I guess, because I hadn't Terry Berry. on the thing for a while. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to remember her name, because she gave us the biggest props. She was raving about our podcast and said that yeah. um, she had actually, th this is great. She, instead of, um, she didn't, she didn't, she said that basically she was listening to our podcast over the new time slot guy because she liked it so much. And she even told me at one point that she was praying for you and oh, your wow. wife and, okay. and that kind of stuff about having your wedding. So I just want oh to give gosh, a shout really? out to her as well. Oh, so well, I'll people, give her a shout out too. I've never talked to her, but yeah, <laughs> Terry Berry, Jack, <laughs> uh, Jack and 
um, Noel Lady and Stefan. So for whatever reason, it's interesting. I've never had a part thing where you get wow. so involved with just chatting with people online that that happens. That's awesome. Wow. That's anyway. good stuff. Good connections too, Gene. Um, yeah. Iceland. Um, all right. Go- so yeah, we're, uh, we're driving around going to the Blue Lagoon. So we decided to do a little sightseeing um, in this peninsula where um, we were at shoots off kind of near Reykjavik, the, the capital of Iceland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vik, by the way, in Icelandic means bay. So they've got all these towns with something Vic and something Bay. So a Reykjavik <laughs> is Smoky Bay. Um, anyway, so we went out and looked at some waterfalls. Went to a went to a hot springs, and if I could have scratch and sniff on the photos, you gosh, talk about some sulfur smell. Anyway, yeah, well, uh, the Earth has gas. By the way, I'm just saying the Earth needs to watch what it eats. Um, but um. And we get to the we get to the Blue Lagoon and oh my gosh, Gene, perfect thing to do the first day off of the plane. I mean, it is it's so relaxing. I saw so that movie relaxing. as a kid, Blue Lagoon. Well, not Brooke that not that same thing. No Brook okay. Shields involved. <laughs> um, but they had a swim up mask bar where you get this mask to rub on your face and you have different stages and they've got a swim up regular bar and all that stuff and they've, you know, just really great. Um, so you wore people. So in, you wore a uh, you wore one of those masks. Oh that yeah, the ladies that, wear. Yeah, you'll see pictures later, Gene. <laughs> um, it's too bad I don't have a slideshow prepared. Um, but we did that. Next day we did our self-driving thing. Um, I had the most um pathetic rental car I've ever had. Um, right or left hand side of the road over there. Oh, it's right, it's the right side. So um, but it was an, a little automatic Hyundai i10, which is basically like a Hyundai accent that we have here. It's a little hatchback, but worse. Um, with a questionable mm. transmission that just decided. I don't want to, I don't want to shift to the next gear yet, guys. Um, but, uh, drove that around. It was a trooper though. Um, as long as it fit my wife's, uh, oversized and very heavy suitcase, um, it was fine. Um, so we drove this thing called the golden circle where it's like basically in a national park there and you leave from Reykjavik and you go, we stayed, uh, the first three nights in Reykjavik at a really great hotel. Awesome place. Um, and we drove this golden circle, which is in a national park. And you get to see all these features like crazy geothermal waterfalls everywhere. I mean, everywhere you look is like a, a desktop background, basically. Um, I can got see where you know, pictures. Yeah. I mean, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, and I'm going to be showing Gene and his wife more pictures, you know, from mm. our whole adventure. But we, I mean, some of the are you going to are you going to bring a um, an overhead projector and we'll do a slide in the living room type thing? All right, yeah, I'll be like the dad saying, "Watch the slideshow of my show of my trip." Um, (laughs) Be like my uh, one of my great uncles one time when he went to Alaska and he had the old uh, video camera and it was like two hours of them on Alaskan and all you just see is just like slow. (laughs) Yep. Um, But seriously, the I shout out to Iceland just as a country. I mean, it's expensive to be there. Shout out to Iceland. Um, you know, the people there are amazing. Um, mm-hmm. that slightly Germanic, you know, Norwegian sounding, you know, accent. It's just, so you had that kind of feel there, huh? The Norwegian type feel. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's Scandinavian in its mm-hmm. culture and everything like that. So there's a lot okay. of Viking history there because Vikings were there. Um, you know, so it's very much that they've got some old world, like Christmas traditions and things like that. Uh, we did get to, on the second day, we took a guided tour, um, uh, Glacier and Waterfalls, uh, tours of South Iceland is who we used, and they were amazing. I'll give I'll give them a flat-out shout-out. They were awesome. It was, 
my wife and I and two other couples all from America and our, our crazy Icelandic guide. And he took us around this like 2006 Ford excursion diesel that oh, was wow. raised up with these crazy balloon tires. These oh, big I saw making, that picture. Yeah. I mean, just crazy, you know, insane. Um, and he took us out and we did a waterfall tour. We actually walked on a glacier and through an ice cave. Um with crampon things on our shoes. So we had spikes on our shoes and we had to like walk across some questionable Home Depot looking bridges over crevasses. I actually got to drink a little bit of water straight from a glacier. And it's just, it's like it says, it's filtered. It's pure. There's nothing, it gets filtered through volcanic rock, which is awesome. Um, Coldish not about numb my hand, but um, it was, it was just a crazy experience. And we drove, um, five hours through Iceland up to through from Reykjavik up to Husavik Just on the north time. side, the exactly north side of the Island of, you know, about basically a few miles from the Arctic circle. And wow. There we went whale watching. I didn't and, realize it was that. I mean, I know it's Iceland and it's cold, but it's far north. It you look at it on the far there. north. Yeah. If you look at it, it's halfway up Greenland inside of Greenland. So, yeah. um, but that drive, I mean, the landscape changed so many times. We actually went through snow on July 5th, you know. So what um, was the temperature the high- variance that you had while you were there? Uh, well, it never got above like 65 to 70, um, which was a heat wave for them. They're like freaking out. We're all like, gosh, this is like air conditioning. Um, yeah. Compared to our Atlanta heat of, you know, in the 90s with 700% humidity. Um, mm-hmm. But you the thing is like you drive, you got the coastal, like your traditional, you know, green covered mountains down to the coast with cliffs. Then you've got your lava fields and you ride up into what they call the highlands, which is really true because it's the highlands. It looks like the Scottish highlands driving through it. It's crazy. Um, sheep everywhere and Icelandic horses, which are stocky little smaller horses um, are everywhere. Um, hmm. You know, the Krona, it's expensive. Um, the the Icelandic krona is their um, their currency. They're a part of the European Union, but they don't go. They don't have the euro. Okay. Um, so basically, we figured out gas was about nine dollars a gallon. Mm. Um, even though it was done by liters there, but we figured out to be about nine dollars a gallon. And for me and her to eat at like a normal, like sit down, just okay restaurant was about eighty bucks. Eighty. So yeah. Eight zero. Wow. Eight zero. So you have to have a lot of money. Um, to How did the locals afford? I guess they just don't eat out. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe they're so used to their economy that it, it, you know, I mean, it balances out because that's their economy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we did a lot of both hotels we stayed in had breakfast provided, so that and a really good breakfast for that matter. So that helped. We ate breakfast a little later and then we just snack kind of in the afternoon on either snacks we had already or bought and then just eat one meal a day. So we wound up spending in a day what we would normally spend on a vacation, but just on one meal. So yeah, it was beautiful. And that national park drive in the Golden Circle everywhere had cool facilities, you know, bathrooms, big restaurants and gift stores, you know, all the measure. And Iceland's clean too. Like you go into a bathroom, a public restroom in Iceland, it is clean. Hmm. 
Like you're not like holding your nose, like, oh gosh, it stinks in here. You know, even at a bathroom way out in the middle of nowhere, it's like, how do they clean this? But it's clean, you know. Maybe if we maybe if we'd prepped a little more, you could have done a slideshow because you could share your screen on this uh platform. <laughs> for the yeah, videos. I mean, and, and we could do That's another so show later on where I could just talk about Iceland since we were there. <laughs> Jason slideshow. Um, that's right. We'll call it a slideshow with dad. Oh, not again, dad. <laughs> you know, um, but it, just wonderful place, man. I mean, you know, and for anybody that loves history and that loves, you know, geolo- geologic events, I mean, you can see them all right there. Hmm. Um, I mean, Iceland straddles the uh, two continental plates. So that's why it's a hot spot. Did you get a feeling um, of um, touristy while you were there at all? I mean, to an extent, obviously in Reykjavik, it was more touristy. Um, yeah. But we stayed in the old part of Reykjavik and it was very, very Norwegian, you know, Dutch kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people party till late in the night. I'll just say that. Oh, really? Because <laughs> we stayed in Reykjavik the last night, but we stayed more near the that district. And oof. I'm not kidding. And it also didn't get dark. They so, weren't they weren't keeping you up, were they? <laughs> well, we had to either have the window open because there's no air conditioning because it's Iceland. And it was a little warm. And so, yeah, I mean, they were just rowdy ruckus outside the whole night. It's like sleep, trying to sleep in New York with New York City with the window open, basically. That, um, remind, that reminds me of a story real quick that uh, <laughs> there uh, there's a guy, Marty McGee, I believe, is on ESPN. I think he does a lot yeah. of NASCAR coverage. I saw him on an interview where he was saying yeah. that he was um, he was at some event. I don't remember what, but he said that he was in a hotel. And there was a, like a, he said there was like a bad imitation Kenny Chesney downstairs, like doing a live concert the whole time he was trying to sleep. Yeah. And he's like, if he could have opened the window, I would have told him to, to shut up or I'll jump out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Iceland, seriously, it doesn't get dark this time of year at all. Like right. it'll get yeah. down to like sun, sunsetty kind of looking. And then it stays that way until like the morning when the and sun comes all the way back up i assume um, it'll be the opposite and then in the winter december right yeah yeah in the winter it's opposite and that's when you can see the northern lights mm. which you know we hate that we weren't there in the winter but we weren't waiting till the winter to go on our honeymoon so um yeah and a lot of people question like why are you going to iceland on your honeymoon well one neither of us have been there and man i'm so glad we did it because it is so phenomenal like i said mm. it's expensive but if you can save and go, it's a good place to go to see a lot of different things all, you know, in like one five hour drive. It was five hours from from the from Reykjavik to Husavik. And right. You know, it's not a lot of roads in Iceland. So you drive the one, which is the the N one they call it. Um, and it's this ring road that goes all the way around Iceland. And we drove the entire like western side of it. And man. Is it, it is um, stu- stunning? Sorry. Stunning is a word. I wonder if it's geographic, geologically different, or similar to say Alaska. I know there's totally opposite kind of in. Yeah, I mean, I think there's Alaska doesn't straddle. Um, I mean, sort of is on continental. I guess it's on the Ring of Fire. Yeah, but it's very similar, like landscape wise, to an extent. Mm-hmm. But it's also closer to like Ireland in some respects. Some in some areas, but you get volcanoes. So it's like kind of a, and glaciers and whatnot. Right. right. Um, but then you've got the green hills and like the highlands looking like British almost. Um, mm. which makes sense. It's between Greenland and Scotland. So like, you know, it makes sense that it's kind of a, a cross between well, those they two. never um 
I mean, Iceland never showed up on my radar until probably several years ago where I just, it's just a country that I never thought about looking into or. Oh man. Or, it's, or it's, thinking it's stunning. Dude. Yeah. It's so amazing. I mean, I can, I can vouch for it. It is, it is a wonderful place to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's obviously a little different in the winter and I'm sure it's beautiful in the winter too, but you can't get around because you know, that whole in one road, like, especially going up to like through the highlands would be shut. So mm-hmm. you'd be stuck wherever you were. So did um, you ask the locals there? Do like during the winter time? Do they just sort of everybody stays indoors and the place kind of shuts down for a while? I mean, if you look at the vehicles around there, a lot like our vehicle that we took on that excursion. I mean, there's a lot of four wheel drive vehicles. A lot of people just deal with it and go out, you know. But also, when you got when it's most of the time it's night outside, you know, it changes your whole. You know, they're they they're considered one of the happiest people groups on on the planet Earth, country wise. Uh-huh. Um. So they must be doing something right in the winter. I, I mean, I actually heard that last week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, okay, I get it because they all did seem very nice and happy. You and know, you know, it's funny. You never, you know, how sometimes in some, some countries you hear about that you get an anti-American feel or something like that. Uh-huh. They love it. They love us there because we opened up a whole new industry and it's, and it's fairly new for Americans to want to travel there yeah. in mass like we do now. And that's very apparent by the the international airport near Reykjavik, a place called Keflavik, because it struggles. It's it's crowded and there's long lines. Um, And there's two securities when you leave. There's two customs places because you go through their customs to leave. And then you have to go every time you leave an EU, when you leave the EU, you have to go through a separate customs. So, yeah. um, So that's a little you know, a little rough, but I think I, I think, heard that they actually struggle with suicide there too. Hopefully not, but <laughs> you know, I didn't, I mean, yeah, I have heard that too, but I'm like, how are they the happiest people? And they struggle have with both. <laughs> I guess they're the extremes like Japan, you know? Um, yeah. But Iceland all together. Yeah, I have. And Iceland to me is just, I mean, it's the best place I've ever visited. And it's all of what like say Glacier National Park is, which I love Glacier. You know, since we went, I went with my, at the time, fiance's parents um, last, well, not at the time, actually, we weren't even fiance yet. My girlfriend's parents, who's now my wife, um, back last summer, like literally to the day, like this week, we were in Glacier. Um, You know, it's that kind of landscape where it's just stunning everywhere you look. And yeah, it's definitely, I will say to everybody, it's expensive to go there. It really is because it's the same expensive as Europe. And you add the fact that it's an island on top of that. So everything has to be shipped in. So you're going to a remote island. It's not like you're going to London, which is an island. Right. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah Britain's Britain. an island. Yeah. But, um, a lot more infrastructure in Britain than Iceland yeah. does. For good reason. Iceland keeps their stuff wild, which I like. I really like that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say to anybody else, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll see if we can figure out a way to do a, a bit of a slideshow. Um, yeah, which I guess is I just share my screen on here, but um, that may have to wait till I get a new laptop, which hopefully will be sooner than later. You've been saying um, you want a laptop for two years, Jason. <laughs> well, you know, I've been kind of busy with other things. Um, uh, but yeah, just make sure you make that trip if you yeah. can, if you're able to. It's only if you can do it in the wintertime, Delta, no, sorry, product name, but Delta <laughs> That's uh, okay. does a direct flight from Atlanta. Now we had to fly to Minneapolis and then there. So it took longer, but normally if a direct flight's like five hours and 45 minutes, both ways you did a, um, a delay in yeah. many, many, or was it Minneapolis? Okay. 
Yep. And on the way back, we were delayed. We had a layover of six hours. So we actually bought we bought the $50 day pass for the uh, Delta Sky Lounge. Wow. <laughs> that was the brand new one. That was worth every bit. That was the cheapest meal we'd gotten all week because mm. it was a buffet. Um, but So um, the six hours wasn't too bad, the layover before, on the way home? No. Yeah, on the way home, it wasn't. No, we only had, um, what do we have? We only had an hour layover on the way there, but um, okay, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was just it was a brilliant trip. Um, pretty smooth plane flight. Um, the problem is they usually put you on the smaller planes, like you would fly to California, even though it's international. So, if you can afford like the Comfort Plus, it's probably better than nobody can afford first class because that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, Comfort Plus just for leg room. I normally that doesn't affect me on a flight, but man, for some reason I was like, God, this leg room. I guess we're getting old, Gene. Um, oh yeah. So oh, yeah. anyway, so that's kind of the that's kind of a synopsis. I might, you know what, I might pay for. Um, I might save up and pay for first class if I knew I was going to Australia. You don't understand how much more first class is. It's no, I'm really saying if it. I was going to somewhere like Australia and I knew that I was going to be on a plane for freaking, you know, yeah, 18, 19 hours. hours so, yeah, I might. I, I might did consider that. I, first class, but now I will say on flights like that, you're on a bigger plane. Yeah. And so there tends to be a little more legroom. It's really not worth it to pay for first class. I mean, it's really not. Oh, not um, if comfort. No, not if it's not that comfort plus maybe, but first class literally, like you'll take a two hundred dollar ticket for. Just I'm just using this as an example. Two hundred dollar ticket in you know regular coach or whatever. Comfort plus would be about probably let's say just three hundred three hundred fifty. Mm-hmm. First class. 2100 i mean it's that big of a difference oh wow that is it's not worth it it's not worth it to be on the same plane going to the same place i'm sorry um i had a i had a college roommate that went to thailand one time and yeah just hearing him talk about getting over there was quite the chore (laughs) yeah um my flight to japan was i flew into o'hare in chicago and then flew from there to narita airport in tokyo um but i loved it how far far of a flight was that 16 hours Ooh, um, that's a long time on a plane, isn't it? Yeah, like I said, it was a big plane that had the three three seats on both sides and then five in the middle. So yeah. you had, and I had, um, I lucked out and had on the way out and the way back an empty seat between me and the other guy. Um, I had window seats on both of them mm-hmm. and an empty seat between me and the other guy between me. So that helps because you can just put your bag up there and you got all the leg room. So did you sleep um, on that 16 hour flight? Yeah, a little bit. You did? Yeah. Okay. So it mm-hmm. wasn't how long how long do you think you slept? Probably about six hours. Oh, well, that's pretty good. So it was really more like a 10 hour flight for you then. It felt like it, I guess. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. So you didn't of- you there wasn't a was there ever a point where you're like, dang it, I'm tired of being in the air. <laughs> uh no, because well, you have the excitement of where you're going. Okay. Um, which kind of distracts you from that. Now, maybe coming home, I was like, oh, let's just get home. Right. You're just kind of, you're just doing um, busy stuff or whatever while you're trying to get home. I guess you watch movies or whatever they have. Yeah. The in-flight entertainment really does help pass the time. Um, mostly seat back, you know, in-flight stuff where you can just, you know, watch a movie from selections or TV shows. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. That kind of thing. 
yeah. So uh, did, I didn't ask you this. Um, when you were there, did y'all? I, I think I saw a couple of pictures. Um, y'all did visit. Were able to visit a beach of sorts, right? And uh, were there beaches like over there? Yeah, black sand beach actually. A black sand beach. Okay. Um, but they all that way? Just, that was just one. Uh, it's pretty much all that way. Um, okay. it's mostly that, or it's just rocky beach like Maine or somewhere would be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but we visited a black sand beach on the way back from the glacier stuff. It's so very cool looking. Yeah, yeah, it is. It was neat. It's just weird. It's just crazy to see. Now, how cold did it get while you're there? Uh, it got down to if you want to do the math really quick because I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> oh no, because I mean, it was everything guess, was in Celsius. Me. Everything was uh, in kilometers, and then was in uh, Celsius. So it was down to two degrees Celsius. Okay, I, so I don't know. That that, is. I don't know how to do that math. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I can look it up somehow. Yeah, um, was the um was the driving simple? Uh, driving well, like I told country? you, yeah, like I told you, it was. Yeah, I mean, for large part, you got a lot of other tourists on the road, um, right. and e- equally as crappy a little car. Um, but the learning curve of the the foreign signs and all that wasn't hard. No, because with the kilometers, you just you that was what was on there, and it was only kilometers on the speedometer, so you just right. adjusted. But the sign. What about um, the signage and everything? Yeah, signs a little different. I mean, um, speed limit signs are circles. Um, and then, you know, you just, what I did was because they've got a lot of cameras there. So what they'll do is they'll take a picture of your tag at a certain point, And if you get to the other point where the camera is too quickly, mm-hmm. <laughs> they send you a speeding ticket. Um, <laughs> so what I did was I just set the speedometer for, or set the cruise control one kilometer per hour lower than the speed limit so yeah. it was 90 kilometers an hour which is like 53 or so which was the top speed limit they had there i set it for 89 kilometers an hour so anyway man jason you got, you got me wanting to do some traveling oh it's fun i mean you just have to prepare you know that gene um yeah it's uh and it's an expensive affair you have to remember that it's it's expensive and you always want to prepare f- for the worst as far as money goes yeah. Well, um, I, what little traveling I've done though, like for instance, when yeah. I went to DC in 2013 and I was only there for four and a half days, but, and I don't know if you had this feeling when you were there, whenever I've traveled to places after about the third day, you almost sort of start feeling like it's home in a way. Like it kind of gets a home sort of feeling. You you get that kind yeah, of, yeah, uh, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. I yeah you're almost kind of like, well, I guess I could just stay here if I had to, you know? Yeah, I mean, I could function here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, I mean, you know what I mean. Anyway. It's not home, but after a few days or whatever, you're sort of like, okay, it starts getting more familiar to you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you've got me wanting to get that. Anyway, like I said, I, it takes it takes time. It takes time and money. Um, and you know, you've got your eight up with kids. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I um, I don't know if I'll get that European trip done anytime soon. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> You got more time to save for it. Yeah. Uh, well, I do want to do a few um yeah, American road trips. I've got plenty of those still in the Oh yeah. Still in the bag that I want to do. One day I hope to Me do too. the uh, Grand Canyon trip, you know, yeah. the I'd like to do the Grand Canyon trip, obviously your Glacier National yeah. Park trip, maybe go up to Seattle, up to Maine, maybe I'd I'd like to do the Freedom Trail in Boston cuz I am a history buff. Uh, oh yeah, that'd be great. And numerous others, so yeah, man. What um so Jason, what uh besides the trip, what's your um first impressions of marriage life like? 
that you want to share with the audience anyway you could share we'll do more offline with me but you know what i mean yeah because we don't <laughs> have much time left here no, um, no we got about two minutes here so you don't have to give um, a two minute version but you know just whatever you feel well i mean honestly the tra traveling abroad right away was kind of a good test right you know uh -huh. you know can you stay on an airplane with somebody can you be in a car or a road trip with somebody who really doesn't like road trips my wife <laughs> um you know honestly we we travel well together i mean we love the adventure side of it you know i'm i'm anybody that knows me knows that i'm more kind of go with the flow you know do whatever i don't have to be super planned with anything that she's more of a planner so we kind of balance each other out in a good way and i think on a trip it works out perfectly because we both want to have the adventure she can plan it and i can go oh that sounds great and then just be really excited about it like a little kid and it just worked out really well. We travel well. Um, you know, obviously there were some immediate adjustments for me, like waking up with somebody else in the bed with me. Um, you know, they, those kind of things were, you know, that I had to adjust, adjust to that in a foreign country, you know, mm -hmm. so, um, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it's been, I know it's obviously, it's only been a week and a half. So it's, or almost two weeks. Yeah, it'll be two weeks tomorrow. Um, but right now it's, it's been, it's been great. You know, we haven't really had a lot of arguments. There's been some funny disagreements about things which are good, but we tend to talk and be, you know, very communicative with each other. So we've been doing that our whole relationship. So it's, right. it's going to work out for that. So anyway. Okay. Well, give me, um, 10 seconds. What's something, time. can you think of anything that um, you learned about her that you didn't know before you got married? No, not really right offhand. Um, really? I can think of one thing in my wife. I learned that she wasn't a night, I learned that she wasn't a morning person. When, before we got married, I thought she was going to be a morning person. Then after we got yeah. married, I was like, you're not a morning person. You're a night person. Right. right. So nothing comes, oh, you can think about it. Maybe we'll talk about it on the next one. All right. Sounds good. So, all right, everybody. That's good for now. Jason, thanks for joining us. Thanks for all the stories. And uh, we'll, well, we'll hit it up again next time, people. Thanks for coming and joining us on Talk of the Now podcast. Thanks, sir. Thank Jason, you. have a good night. You too. Bye-bye.